welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about Ozempic, Wagovi, the semaglutide, the weight loss drug, everything that everyone's talking about. But today we're breaking down your common questions. Does it work? How much does it cost? What are the side effects? Should you take it? And how you could even talk to your doctors about it. All right, so let's talk about this amazing weight loss drug. We've all seen it on Instagram, TikTok. Everybody's losing a ton of weight in their science because of Wagovi and Ozempic. So let's just break down what a semaglutide is. So semaglutides were originally approved as a type 2 diabetes drug. It was an injectable and it was doing really good as a diabetic drug and like any diabetic drug, once we balance our blood sugar, and this is what this is actually doing, and we'll get into more of that in a second, but anytime we balance our blood sugar, weight is going to drop. So a lot of times you see diabetes medications that weight loss is always a side effect, you know, usually a very welcome side effect. However, with this group, the weight loss was significantly more than it's been on other diabetic drugs. So originally what was approved was Ozempic and then Nova Nordisk actually then went ahead and created a new drug called Wagovi. That one is approved for weight loss. Ozempic is still a diabetes drug. So a lot of people are using Ozempic for weight loss. The problem is it's off-labeled. Any of you that are familiar with prescriptions, off-label means it can work, but it hasn't been approved for it. Um, while Wagovi has been approved, but Wagovi has actually been kind of difficult because these these medications really blew up. And I think a lot of times social media plays a really big part in this. We saw it on social media. Every Hollywood star was either taking it or talking about it. So it became very hard to get stuff. So that's why people started looking at Ozempic. And that's why we're going to talk about how much does it cost, how all of that stuff later. But let's just kind of break down what a semaglutide is. So you know, the semaglutides really work at the GLP-1 receptors. So GLP-1 is basically a gastrointestinal uh, peptide that helps glucose levels stay balanced. I, that's essentially what it does. And it actually also helps you feel fuller. So our blood sugar is balanced and we feel full, which is really the goal of really any diet, anything we're doing. It's all about balancing that blood sugar. As long as we can balance that blood sugar, our bodies can burn things more eff efficiently. We can, you know, lose weight quickly. It's a lot of it's our blood sugar. And we've been seeing this trend for quite some time. We've been seeing it on the continuous glucose monitors. People are monitoring their blood sugar. We've seen it. A lot of the low carbohydrate diets, one of the reasons why so many people have been promoting them is because it helps balance their blood sugar. Now, there's a bunch of ways we can balance blood sugar. And again, we're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about some alternatives to taking these medications. But let's break down to I know what everybody's wondering. Does it really work? And the answer to that is yes. So there was one study I was reading, 70% of those taking it had at least a 10% weight loss. That's pretty significant. And we've actually been seeing this. There's been a lot of um, talk about these drugs on the weight loss end, but even on the addiction and what alcohol addiction and things like that. And a lot of it, again, it comes down to balancing that blood sugar. And I can't state how important it is to have balanced blood sugar because that's just going to make everything just work optimally. When our blood sugar is imbalanced, and we're going to talk about you know how our blood sugar gets imbalanced in a second, but when our blood sugar is right, everything just flows a lot more smoother. So really, when we're looking at this, the one thing that these, these drugs do is it really kind of creates this homeostasis 
for our glucose. It kind of keeps everything in balance. And when we're talking about things in balance, we want our glucose in balance, we want our insulin in balance, and we want our ghrelin in balance. Because once that's all in balance, you know, our hunger is not going to go crazy, our blood sugar and our insulin levels aren't going to go crazy and everything's kind of just happy at that point. And that's really what we're seeing with this drug. You know, if our insulin levels are are too high or too low, that's going to create us to cause cravings, to cause hunger. So when we keep that in homeostasis, everything is much more smoother. And you know, when we go back to when this was approved, so the first approval for Ozempic for the treatment of diabetes was back in 2017, 2019. And I'm saying that because I'm getting some conflicting information if it was in 2017 or 2019. So it's been out for quite some time. Now let's kind of just really quick break down some of the side effects that we can see. Now, typically with everything, you know, because it is working in the digestive tract, right? You see kind of a lot of gas, heartburn, burping, um, some digestional upsets, things like that. Other things that people were reporting, but I guess they're not seeing it within the clinical trials consistently is, you know, anxiety, confusion, some dark urine, dizziness, loss of appetite. So these are things if you're taking it, I would be mindful and talk to your doctor on keep, I would keep a record. Like if you're starting to get a headache at some point, maybe start journaling when you're getting this headache because you might start realizing it's within a certain time of eating or taking the medication or anything. We really, when any time we're taking anything, we want to be mindful of those patterns. And of course, if you're ever taking a medication and you're starting to feel sad or loss of hope and stuff like that, really seek out help. Because a lot of times, you know, I see down in the um, side effects, feeling a sadness is one of them. And I just want to make a note because feeling a sadness can often a lot of times be a precursor to feeling hopeless. And you know, it's just something to be mindful of. I think a lot of these drugs, you know, we figure out Wagovi was just approved in 2021. You know, it's still a newer medication. So we really want to have an understanding of what's going on, what's happening, especially since mental health has been at the forefront. Just want to be mindful of it. Let's talk about something that's often been on TikTok and Instagram is Ozempic face. So you see these really gaunt looking faces, eyes are kind of sunk, you know, you have hollows under the eyes and you know, the face just looks rather sunken. Well, you know, everyone's calling it Ozempic face, but anytime you lose weight really fast, especially when it's coming off fat loss, you know, you don't get to decide where the fat comes off. You know, women oftentimes will lose it in their faces, in their chests, and they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't want to lose it in my chest. Well, you don't get to choose where your fat comes from. So a lot of times it'll come from our faces. We see this when people gain weight. A lot of times they often gain it first in their faces. Well, it's the same way if you lose it, you're going to lose it first in your face. And when you lose that, you often get kind of gaunt looking. Now, there's things that you can do, making sure you're hydrating, and then just really eating a healthy, balanced diet will help bring that back. But a lot of times, this is just a result of losing weight fast, you know, so just be mindful of that. It's not really, quote unquote, the medication doing. I mean, the medication's making you lose the weight, but that face that everyone was talking about is really just because it's a quick weight loss. You know, and when it comes down to should you take it, this needs to be a question for you and your doctor. You know, there's some things around Wagovi, who it can be approved for. I believe you have to have a BMI of a certain weight and also have a pre-existing condition. So not just anybody can get it. 
Um, however, I have seen many reports that just people just doctors just prescribing this. It's a conversation to have with your doctor because this is really important. You have to look at this at long term. You know, again, this has only been out for about two years. As we're looking at this and seeing things, we don't know what the long side effects are going to be. If there is any long term side effects, we have no idea. So it's something if, you, if you're losing, wanting to lose 10, 15 pounds, this is not going to be the drug to 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 take. But it's definitely a conversation to have with your doctor. See if you qualify with it, how this can enhance your health. But you also need to have a conversation because here's the thing. You take these drugs, your blood sugar is balanced, you're not feeling hungry. And that's a lot of what people are saying that they just forget to eat. You know, so these aren't, that's not a great habit to forget to eat. Because what's going to happen is you're going to come off the drug and your blood sugar is not going to be balanced. You're not going to be eating. You're going to be snacking more. And a lot of times if our blood blood sugar is not balanced. We talked about it earlier. That hunger rate goes through the roof because our body is trying to find the food that's going to help balance our blood sugar. And we keep snacking and snacking and snacking. And then that is just a lot of times we're not choosing the right foods because we're not choosing a high protein, high fiber food to help balance our blood sugar. So we're choosing a lot of times things that are more processed, pretzels, things like that, that actually are only going to make our blood sugar worse and you become on this hamster wheel and the weight comes right back on. So I think that's one of the reasons, the things we really need to focus on is healthy habits. So if you decided with your doctor that yes, we're going to take this medication, I would really work on building healthy habits, building a healthy diet. So that way, when you come off of the medication, you already have those healthy habits stabilized. They're already, you know, inclusive in your life. And that way you're not going to fall into the realm of putting the weight necessarily back on. Now, I will be, you know, kind of a caveat to that is anytime a food is kind of reactive, meaning a food just doesn't work great for our body, it's going to alter our blood sugar. So you could be eating something super healthy that messes with your blood sugar. You know, oatmeal is a big one. Oatmeal for a lot of people is great. It's high fiber. You know, it's considered a really great breakfast item. But if oatmeal doesn't work for you, oatmeal is going to mess with your blood sugar. So this is why it's it's really important to kind of understand and know what foods work for you. And really the easiest way is journaling. If you know a food, like when we journal our foods, we can easily see, and I'll give you an example, oatmeal and me are not friends. Oatmeal for me will mess with my blood sugar. I get very hungry after eating oatmeal. I get kind of almost like this confusion, like a fogginess, let's put it. I get foggy. I'm I'm unproductive. And I know it's because of the oatmeal. Because if I have a breakfast that I know works for me, I don't have any of these feelings and I'm not hungry 20 minutes after eating. So that's really where we need to realize what food works for us. And journaling is a great way. Continuous glucose monitors are a right way. So if you are taking Ozempic, I would really work on healthy behaviors. And one of the easiest things to do is just journal the food you're eating and how you're feeling. You know, one of the other things that we could do, if if you have decided, I love these results, but I'm not ready to jump with the medications. And let's say, too, these medications are expensive. If you cannot get them covered, you're about $1,300 a month in these medications. So they're not cheap by any method. Some insurance companies will cover Wagovi. None of them are covering Ozempic for weight loss. They'll cover Ozempic for diabetes. 
but because Ozempic is considered off-label for weight loss, that's not covered. But even a lot of, you know, health insurance plans are not even covering Wagovi. So you really have to check with your health insurance to see if these medications are even covered. So if you couldn't afford it and you still want, you know, the success in the weight loss, listen, high fiber diets, and we're going to do an episode in two weeks about high fiber. I really think this is a lot of the key when we're dealing with weight loss because fiber naturally helps balance blood sugar. It helps keep you fuller. You do a high fiber diet with healthy proteins, you're setting yourself up for success. I mean, this is really what this diet is doing. You know, it's forcing your blood sugars to be stable and then it's finding those those good foods. And this is what we really want. So if you don't have $1,300 a month to spend on these drugs, you could simply do it by monitoring your fiber. Now, what? Do, how much fiber do we want? We want about 25 grams of fiber a day for a woman, 35 grams of fiber for a man. When we look at that and breaking that down, that's a lot of fiber. Now, one of the things I will be mindful of with that fiber, you need both kinds of fiber. So you need, so you need insoluble and soluble types of fiber. So what does that mean? Well, so soluble fiber basically attracts water and turns into a gel during digestion and this actually slows the digestion. So this is fiber that is found in like oat bran, barley, nuts, seeds, beans, lentils, peas, some fruits and vegetables. It's also found in like psyllium husks, which is a common fiber supplement, while insoluble fiber is found in things such as like a wheat bran, vegetables, and whole gran grains. This basically adds bulk to your stool that helps it push through the intestines easily. So you really want to make sure that you're getting both insoluble and soluble fibers. Insoluble fiber is going to be much easier to find. Whole grains, you know, you can easily get 9, 12 grams of whole grains, fairly simple as having both of them. So what does this mean? Well, it means, you know, have some whole grains, but then also really make sure we're eating fruits and a lot of vegetables. You know, we generally should be having at least two to three cups of vegetables at two to three of our meals. You know, a lot of times we're not even coming close to that. We might get one cup of vegetables at a dinner. That's not enough. We need much more than that. So it's really about making sure we have the fiber, making sure we're eating good quality proteins, that we're eating healthy fats, avocados, nuts, and seeds, What like we were talking about, you know, these are good things, making sure we're eating. And when I say nuts and seeds, I'm really talking about not oils, but nuts themselves, some almonds, some walnuts, some pecans, whatever nut you like, right? And then seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, any kind of seeds, because we want to, they're all different kinds of fats and they have all vitamin and mineral that we all need. So we want this robust variety of food in our system. You know, we all take probiotics and everyone's always talking about how many strands of probiotics do you have? And it's really about how much of all of these bacteria, fibers, enzymes that we want to be taking in. You know, I often think of a diet like a, a meadow. You know, you don't want a meadow of just two or three flowers. You want a meadow of a ton of different flowers. And that's how we want our food. That's how we want our probiotics. That's how we want our digestive enzymes. And we could do all of this without having to take pills or supplements if we focus on a good quality diet with a variety of food. And I'm going to say a variety of food that works for you. And again, going back to what food works for you, it's really journaling is a great 
method. We've talked a lot about the metabolism plan. That is literally what the metabolism plan is all about, is finding out what foods specifically work for you. And, you know, we have to also keep in mind, our foods will change from season to season. We're coming, if you live in uh, the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving from winter into spring. My foods are totally changing. Foods I could eat in the winter are not foods I can eat in the spring. Foods I can eat in the spring are not foods I can eat in the winter. So our bodies change. We see that a lot with seasonal diets. So if you can't afford the medications, this can easily be done if we are focusing on quality of foods, quality of variety, and making sure we are getting enough fiber in on a daily basis. And, you know, those are the big things. And if you are taking this medication, like we talked about, I really want you focusing on those behaviors, putting in the good behaviors now. So after you get off of the medication, you're not going to go right back to where you are. And I think that was one of the reasons why I chose the the route of health coaching over nutrition, because really health coaching was about putting those behaviors in because you can eat the perfect diet. The moment you go off that perfect diet, you're going to go right back to where you are. While if we put in good behaviors, the good behaviors are going to stick. Your results are going to stick. So we really want to make sure that, okay, if you're on the medication, making sure we're, we're getting exercise and we want to, we want to lose the weight, but we want to tone what we're losing, right? So we want to make sure we're having some kind of exercise routine. We want to make sure we're eating good quality fruits and vegetables, proteins, and fats to make sure that we can hold these results. And that's really where the magic happens, right? So if you are thinking about these these drugs, definitely talk to your doctor. Have a conversation. If you have been struggling with your weight for a while, this might be the answer you've been looking for. But really understanding the costs, the risks, how it can help you, and building those good quality behaviors to put into place so that way when the medication stops, you get to keep the results. If you're looking to create good quality behaviors that fit your lifestyle, you can contact me at theshifthealthcoach.com. You can set up a free 15-minute consult to get to know me, see how we can work together. Or you can go ahead and just schedule a 60-minute session with me where we're going to break everything down and put an actionable plan into place so you can get the results you're looking for. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you all next week. 